Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department. Let's see more. In this series of programmes, uh, we are concentrating on different aspects of collecting. This programme, we're going to look at stamp collecting. Stamp collecting is technically called philately. It's a Greek word. And stamp collectors are philatelists. I'm here now with Conor O'Hagan to have a, have a chat about how he started stamp collecting. Well, Michael, actually, um, I'm actually restarting um, a, a collection um, when I was a child, uh, I suppose roughly speaking between the ages of about 10 and 15, something like that, like pretty much every schoolboy I knew at the time, I collected stamps. It was almost expected of you that you had a stamp collection. It was part of part of young, civilised life, I suppose. Um, and again, like an awful lot of people, I lost that collection. I actually have no trace of it now. I don't know where it went, whether my mother cleared it out, whether she gave it to somebody else's younger son or, you know, those things that happen to uh, to your childhood possessions. Um, I lost my collection and it didn't really strike me as the sadness that it was until... Oh, probably at least 20 years after I lost it. I, I just sort of realised one day that, uh, OK, I'd gone through my drinking years, I'd gone through my my uh, years when all that mattered to me was girlfriends or going to see bands or whatever. And I, I, I guess when I got into that sort of more settled part of my life with my own children, I, I suddenly woke up one day and realised, my God, I used to have a really good stamp collection, or at least I thought it was good. And it's gone. And it's gone. It, so, wasn't, it wasn't just left behind in an attic, in an album. Well, who knows? Because, you know, like like most of us, I suppose, I've lived in a few different places yeah. <clears throat> over the last 30, 40, 50 years, and uh, I have no idea where it might be. But uh, hopefully somebody's got it somewhere. Who started you on the journey? Who, what was your first interaction with stamp collecting? I mean, did you see the guys in, in the schoolyard swapping stamps or did you read something in the paper or hear something or was there a family member who was a, a collector? No, I think actually, now I should explain, I, I grew up in, um, in South London uh, of Irish parents. Um, I had an uncle, my, my mother's brother, who had emigrated to Canada. Now, my Uncle Dick, who was a, a Belvedere boy, used to uh, send me books at Christmas. I mean, I have to admit that um, I, I found him to be a, a right pain, actually, because he'd send me books that I didn't want to read, uh, worthy things, um, all, all through my childhood. But one year he sent me a stamp album and it was a beautiful sort of American style stamp album with really heavy covers on it and you know, it was really a, a, a great solid quality thing and um, having been sent this this magnificent stamp album uh, what could I do but fill it yeah so I, uh, I back in those days of course we all read comics 
and in the back pages in the sort of classified section of this um, of whatever comic I was reading at the time probably the Victor or something like that uh, there would be these ads for you know uh, something like free packet of stamps yes send sixpence and yeah. you get 200 stamps free Start, yeah. a sort of a starter collection oh right and yeah. then, and then and, or, or you know moving up a, a peg or two there'd be 2,000 stamps yeah you know yeah and I remember ordering one of those 2,000 stamp um, oh yeah and, and of course you, this, you what came in the post was a big polythene bag full of torn off envelope corners with um, with stamps yeah and what you had to do was um, first of all remove the stamps from the paper which involved you know, as you know the soaking and all this okay, sort of stuff yeah well this is, this is an aspect of it that we want to go through with okay. for, the, for the listeners anyway so I, I was probably doing something terrible you know I was probably doing the equivalent of cleaning my well uh, well, uh, no 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 no. that's, that's what had to happen and had your stamp album got f- pictures of stamps from different countries yeah, in it, it. so, so yeah. there was a guide as far as I can remember it would be obviously organised alphabetically from front to back and each country would have at least a page or a half page you know there are some countries like Andorra yeah okay which which shared one, with something else yeah which shared yeah, a page yeah. but then if you uh, you know Austria and Australia would have at least one full sheet between yeah. them and then when you got to uh, say for instance um, you know United Kingdom yeah you'd have several pages or USA of course yeah, yeah or, or be, USA yeah, yeah. although uh, you know as we know the, the USA certainly at that time were producing almost uniquely boring stamps mm-hmm. you know and so you you wouldn't get very far collecting US stamps really uh, the, the real the real glamour stamps of the time were the likes of uh, Hungary and Poland yeah. for some reason Czechoslovakia yeah. Yeah. colourful yeah. bright and attractive yeah the more dour or dour never know how to pronounce that word the more dour the uh, the uh, <laughs> the country was the brighter the stamps Sounds they produced <laughs> <laughs> it was always away. I do remember that Hungary in particular produced gorgeous stamps, yeah. you know, in masses of colour and uh, anyway. But um, well, a lot of those countries, you see, they actually they cottoned on that there was a huge market out there um, of stamp collectors, mm. and um, yes, all the main countries, France, Germany. USA, they all had boring one color or two tone stamps. Oh, they, they did. did. They German didn't. stamps. Actually, I've been, I was probably wrongfully uh, uh, dissing the USA because the USA at least did have commemoratives. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember any German stamps worth the So uncommemorative. Well, you see, so, so, so these, these, um, these other countries decided, well, if we produce nice, colourful stamps, there seems to be a market out there for it. Yeah. So they produced masses and masses of these colourful stamp stamps, which you couldn't buy in a post office in Is Hungary. Right? They so, were produced purely for the collector so market. Are you telling me that these these gorgeous diamond-shaped uh, butterfly uh, stamps... The ones you bought in packets uh, from the... From, people from, in downtown Prague weren't getting... The, or, or, they, uh, or Budapest weren't getting these in their posters. A, the lot, a lot of them a lot of them wouldn't wouldn't get them, no. A lot of them wouldn't. I didn't they know that. Yeah, I, I've yeah, been, I was yeah. being taken for a, yeah. for a schoolboy ride. Uh, things, well, the real die-hard philatelists uh, term, term some of those earlier ones as, as, as just wallpaper because they were massive 
labels produced. Okay. Now, they were produced by a proper postal authority. So they were dismissed as wallpaper in that uniquely no, not then. way no, that not the, the Well, had. no, not then. Not then, but in later years they were. In, in, in later years they were. Okay. But, but, but they were so attractive to, uh, to collectors' eyes that they, they, they were snapped up. Uh, Monaco is one, for instance. Monaco has such a small, um, and you mentioned Andorra, they have such a small population for the number of stamps that they issue. It's, it's, it's a tourist business with them. Uh, Andorra, the Vatican, Monte Carlo and Monaco, they produce stamps practically purely for the collector market. Well, I suppose in the case of Monaco, which only has a couple of thousand inhabit a couple of hundred thousand inhabitants, I guess the uh, demand for actual stamps is low. Is yes, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. But but they have produced very very spectacular stamps, very spectacular mm. um, and colourful stamps. And and there's nothing wrong with collecting them. I mean, uh, it, going for countries, a lot of collectors. <laughs> Focus in on, well, in our early days, we went for the world collection. Yeah. It's impossible to keep up with that nowadays. Mm. You, even if you start, you're starting back again now collecting, okay? You want, you want to get stuck into it. If you recover your American uh, stamp album, to try and go back and get all of the American issues from the 60s till now. It's yeah. a mass, massive yeah. programme. Yeah. A massive programme. Now, th- there are a few valuable ones in it, but they're all common. But to try and get the sheer the sheer number of issues that there have been is mind-boggling. So what people tend to do is to go for a theme, like um, music on stamps or birds on stamps yeah. or sports yeah. on stamps. But what that says to me, Michael, is that an actual fact, although, although as a child you always think... What would it be like if I could own a copy of every single stamp ever uh, produced? produced? Yeah. Yeah. I think as, as you get older and more realistic, more pragmatic maybe, what you want is just to be able to have a, an interesting collection, not necessarily a comprehensive collection or an exhaustive collection. And unless you are a true... You know, philatelist and philatelist. Well, yeah, yeah. Philatelist with a capital P. <laughs> um, but but so so really, the fact that uh, they, have, they have now at this stage, you know, fifty years after I had my original schoolboy collection, mm. that there have been so many stamps. Um, Produced that it's now not possible to have a comprehensive collection. Well, oh, that's good news to me because that means I can have a, a gorgeous collection. There's yeah. so much more out there to, to be collected. Yeah. Well, well, well. Uh, since the introduction of um, yeah, email and text and the internet, uh, the number of people writing letters and sending cards uh, has drastically reduced. Of course. So um, I, I, I reckon there's a huge, there could be a huge reinterest in fully formed or partially formed collections that need completion. And that's what's happening at the moment. The granddads are getting the grandchildren or the great-grandchildren even interested in uh, these weird things called stamps because they only see them at Christmas. When Christmas cards come, that's that's mm. the only time mm. in Ireland really that you mm. get lots of letters in the door, Christmas cards for the people who send Christmas cards. And the Christmas stamps are very attractive and colourful. So it begins a collection and it makes the father or the granddad think, oh, 
oh yeah, I have a kid. There's an album there in the back of the in the back of the uh, library. Uh, how about here, Johnny? Have a look at this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I do take that point because I mean, going back to um, my own proto collection, um, although it's been lost to me for many years, I find it hard to believe that anyone, would, you know, in, in whatever house it was left that anyone would have actually um, picked up my beautiful American stamp album and thrown it in the bin. I can't imagine anyone doing that. Oh, no. So I kind of assume that somewhere, even if it's been dispersed to the four winds... It exists. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Because it's been painstakingly put together. All the days you've spent swapping stamps with... With your pals, your buddies. You know, I never did that. Did it you not? always a solitary pursuit for me. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro, make friends with innovation. In fact, I remember one thing, actually. Um, I was in the, uh, the Cub Scouts, of course, again, like everybody I knew. And uh, we used to do uh, Bob a Job. Which I don't know, just bother jobs still exist. I, I presume not. It does. Because, no, it does. Yeah, it, does it? it does under a different guise, all right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, for anyone who doesn't know, Bob a job. You were you were you were tasked uh, in in this particular week of the year. I can't remember what it was. I have a feeling it was somewhere e- around East, Easter. Easter, it was yeah. the week after Easter. Yeah. You would basically walk around your neighbourhood in your Cub Scout uniform, of yeah. course, just to establish your authenticity. And you would knock on doors, and usually the lady of the house would answer the door, and you'd say, uh, Bob, a job, job. offer to do a job yeah. for a shilling. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't always a shilling. Sometimes it was less, and sometimes it was more. Sometimes it wasn't really any job, because they'd just give you money. <laughs> but I always remember uh, knocking on one door uh, up my road, and this uh, harassed-looking uh, mother and housewife said, I'll tell you what you can do. I'm going to bring you up to my son's bedroom, and I want you to sort out his Bloody stamp, stamp collection. collection. Excellent. Yeah. Oh. So I spent, uh, I think it was two happy days sitting uh, in, in this guy's uh, bedroom. And being paid uh, for it. Work, working away, <laughs> yeah, putting his stamp collection in order. Yeah. And getting paid, yeah. 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 yeah, no, very nice. Yeah. It's better yeah. than sweeping up leaves, anyway, I can tell you that. Well, yeah, the way stamps were available are um, parents or relatives who have businesses and get lots of letters, business letters coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have to go around and earwag them and say, listen, listen, uncle, when, when your letters come in, would you get your secretary just to keep them for me or to cut off the end? Instead of just throwing them in the waste bin, yeah. cut off the stamp. Here's a box. Usually, if you gave a box or a bag, you got a reaction. Now, what will happen then, uh, I'm going from memory, is that oh, that's fine for a while, yep. but obviously what will happen is that you end up with hundreds and hundreds of the, of, same. Of the basic yep. stamp, which in, yeah, I don't even know what the basic stamp is in Ireland anymore. How much is it? Oh, well... Is um, it a euro or...? It's changing every year, but it's it's one euro, ten cent at the moment. So yeah. whatever, you'll yeah. end up with yeah. a lot of those. You'll end up with a few of whatever commemorative is uh, out yeah. at the moment. 
Um, but you will soon get a hunger for a bit of variety in your stamp collection. Yeah. And you will start to, to hanker after different countries and so on. Yeah. And that's when you end up going down the same route that I went down 50 years ago and um, basically sending a postcard off to Stanley Gibbons or a postal order yeah. off to Stanley, Stanley Gibbons. Gibbons and requesting their 2000 uh, jamboree bag Back. of... Um, Okay. Well, the, or the other thing were approvals. Did you ever get those approvals where um, I think you sent off a pound and they sent you a small little notebook which had individual stamps at individual prices and, and you picked them and there were a, the first page, if you bought two shillings worth from the, from the approval book, you got the first page free, which were three Bulgarian um, Olympic stamps. Oh, that's right. Do you know, that had faded right to the back of my memory, that. And, and you had to send it back. And if you didn't send it back within the week, you got a little reminder card from, uh, from the approval company. You know, uh, we know you for the last three weeks, you've, you've had our approval book and we really would appreciate because there are other collectors. It was always very nicely worded. Yeah. Um, there are other collectors who would like to have it and we'd be delighted to have it back if you would, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have a brass neck in those days, and I wasn't criminally inclined, so I didn't uh, ever try to hang on to those. Well, nobody did. It was very honest, but so, some of the stamps were only like a penny each, or two for a penny. Yeah. And and um, I mean, our pocket monies back in those days, I mean, was probably went to a shilling. Uh, Maybe only sixpence. God, I mean. you must be younger than you look, Mark. <laughs> I, I, I can distinctly remember getting six old pence for my pocket money. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes sixpence, yeah, a shilling or two. And say, you, got, you got a shilling from your granddad was great, yeah. and you'd spend sixpence, and the other sixpence would go on the approval book, buying yeah. six stamps. Oh, well, buying as many stamps as you could for sixpence. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was good promotion. And it did generate a lot of um, uh, it did generate a lot of collectors, and it was a way of reaching the collectors who didn't go to schools, who didn't um, bring all their stamps into school to do swapping. There are stamp societies and stamp clubs uh, around at the moment, and it would be worthwhile getting in touch with some of them mm -hmm. just to make the contact with other fellow collectors. Now. Starting off, uh, a beginner stamp collector can be a little bit put off by the highfalutin talk mm -hmm. that the philatelists go on with because a part of philately is the competitive end of it, putting together aspects of your collection for display uh, at, at a national level and at an international level. And the organisation in Ireland that does that is Stampa, the National Stamp Exhibition. And um, they have a show every year where the collectors tell a story with your stamps and it's a chance to show off your collection. Absolutely. And you can win a gold medal or a silver medal or a bronze medal. And, and tell me something, Michael. I, mean, I know I harshly uh, refer to uh, snottiness amongst, uh, let's, let's just say, um, the, the more senior collectors. But... Um, it, Will you get a welcome? Will a beginner get a welcome at these? Ah, uh, you will. Yes. Yeah. There's always, there's always, the, there's always the guy who just wants to have. You know, all I'm out to do is to collect. I just want to collect gold medals. You know, and I'm not interested in anyone who who isn't of that thing. Mm. But there are people, yes, who will encourage uh, junior collectors because the future of stamp collecting is with the younger generation. I mean, the older the older stamp collectors at the moment. Um, had introduced 
visiting and the stamp clubs that are in existence, doing visits around to the various schools, secondary schools and primary schools, um, in conjunction with an art teacher or a geography teacher, because uh, stamps help, stamps actually help with geography, believe it or not. Oh, absolutely. You know, no, I mean, the stamps were my introduction to the world. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's face it, in the, in the England that I grew up in, uh, a map of the world, you know, the only bit that uh, any English schoolboy was interested in was the pink bit, which was, which was half, half the world, you know. Yes, um, yes, yes, British, the British, British Empire. Possessions yeah. and colonies yeah. and territories yeah. and whatnot. But what collecting stamps opened up my eyes to was, uh, was of course, all these small countries, which, you know, or, or even not small countries, but countries which, with which you wouldn't have much contact ordinarily. Okay. Uh, but which appeared on stamps and sometimes quite attractive stamps. And then sometimes there would be, even on the the, the standard everyday postal stamps, there'd be uh, you know, a, 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 a photographic image maybe of the president of that country. And so you would you would just have this little memory in your head forever yes. after who was the ruler of that country yes yeah 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 it is it helped it helps with history helps with geography um, and i can tell you something eventually that person is going to be the subject of a university challenge question well and you are going to be able to answer that university challenge question stamp purely because you had that stamp in your collection yeah, yeah that's true that's quite true if if you if you look at well heading off in that direction, if you look at the final answers in who wants to be a millionaire and the top questions, they've if you were a diehard stamp mm-hmm. collector mm-hmm. and you knew about all the kings and queens of England and who they were, the million pound question can be answered quite easily by a stamp collector. Yeah, or for instance, if you were the proud possessor of the QE two commemorative stamp which was a, an interesting uh, one, uh, British yeah. stamp because it was in a, uh, an unusual format it was a a long shaped one a, yeah. a long shaped yeah. stamp yeah. you wouldn't ever be stuck to know that uh, well now I say no in my head it was 1967 that the uh, QE2 QE2 was launched it. because that's the date and that was when the yeah. stamp yeah. came out yeah. yeah no that's true eh? no it does um, unfortunately in the schools uh, especially in England and it happened in, it's happening in Ireland too history and geography became quest became subjects that you could um choose not to take on mm. when you listen to most of the quizzes that happen on tv if a geography question comes up i always say ah oh, there'd be no use at this there'd be no use at this yeah. even even on the english quizzes english people who live in the country for the names of um you know What's the only country in England whose 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 uh, county ends with an L? There is only one. They're stumped completely for it. Or what's the name of the river that flows through, uh, um, uh, let's say, Bristol or or, or Manchester? You know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. I've got to stop you there. It's what is the Cornwall, county? Cornwall. Yeah. Cornwall. Yeah. Yeah. Cornwall. Yeah. But listen, it's not all about one-upmanship in pub quizzes. It's just the interest that uh, stamps can can. They're interesting in themselves, but they also they just fire your your yeah. imagination and your interest, especially when you're young. I think. Yeah. yeah. And 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 depending on on what your business is later through the years. For instance, like um, architects, 
architects who retire mm-hmm. and are no longer in the in in the cut and thrust of business, um, they look back on uh, not only the work that they've done, but they look back at something like stamp collecting, and there are so many iconic buildings and iconic uh, designs on stamps. That's right. It's 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 a way of um, putting together. I'm not saying a portfolio, but it is a way of keeping in touch with uh, with everything. Engineers for the design. I mean. On stamps, you've had everything from um, uh, you've had everything from the Eiffel Tower to the Spire has been on stamps. Well, look, Michael, you can't know too much stuff, and there is no such thing as useless information, no matter what they say. Well, that's true. You Tell do. me, getting back to uh, down to the brass tacks of of collecting, yeah. Um, do um, philatelists still mess around with those horrible little hinges that you have to lick? Well. It has progressed a little bit. Uh, there's a thing called... Okay, so you get your bag of stamps. Mm-hmm. You've got 2,000 stamps stuck on a corner piece of envelope. Yeah. What do you do with it? Okay, the suggestion is you get a saucer of water. Mm-hmm. You put you put so many stamps into that and you float the stamps off. Yeah, The stamps literally... The gum is melted by the water. You float them off. And you be patient... Because if you try and get them off before they're ready to float off, you'll oh no, yeah, 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 you actually let them, you actually let them float off. Mm. So you have a sheet of newspaper or kitchen towel, uh, kitchen tissue, and you once the stamp has floated off, you place it upside down on this sheet of kitchen tissue. The stamp will curl a little bit as it dries. Yes, that's not a fault. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. What you do is you have a book, a library book, a telephone book, something that you put the stamps into when they're dry. Now you're showing your age, Michael. When they dry. Why telephone book? Well, yeah, telephone. Telephone. Ah, well, they're still around, believe it or not, you know. Really? But any kind of a book, you know, any kind of a book anyway. Yeah. Um, just, just to press them and flatten them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you always put a marker in the page that you, uh, uh, in the page that you put the stamps in. I, I know a stamp collector who goes around all the charity shops and he flicks through all the books and he finds stamps and envelopes and everything stuck in the back of them where people have put them in and just forgotten about them, you know. So now we have the stamp hinges, right? Yes. Stamp hinges are folded little pieces of gummed paper where you lick one third of the portion of this gummed piece and you put a stick it to the back of the stamp and you lick the other third yes. and you stick it on the page in the appropriate country, in the appropriate spot uh, in your stamp album. But I have to tell you, people, anybody who hasn't uh, worked with stamp hinges before, if you are not dexterously inclined, (laughs) if all your fingers are thumbs... Like well, yeah, you catch you, you get into it fairly quick. Yeah, you do, you do. Uh, this is this is the thing that the, the collectors um, from the societies to go around the schools. This is what we did with the students in the classroom. We had a basin of water and a bag of stamps, and showed them how to do this and dry them and put them in the back of their school book. Gave out a little bag of hinges so you knew what to do. So you put it in the appropriate place. And then you discover that you have four of a set of five, but you've no room for the fifth one. What are you going to do? Or you've got the you've got the penny twopence and the threepence, uh, the penny twopence and the sixpence value. And when you get the fourpenny value, you need to put it in between 
So you have to remove the sixpenny one, put the fourpenny one, and move it up. Which is why there is no end to the business of stamp collecting, because <laughs> even when you have a finite collection of stamps, you will be forever reordering them and to do it. rearranging the collection in your river album well, you're using. That problem is modernly solved by um, a stock book. A stock book is uh, an album with just blank pages and it has plastic strips that you put the stamp in behind in place. You need the tweezers. It's always better to use the tweezers uh, r- rather than touching them with your hand because there's there's always oil or sweat or anything on your hand and touching valuable stamps can affect it. So always use a tweezers, a simple stamp tweezers. And with a tweezers and a stock book, you can move the stamps around so you've got a you've got a sheet an a4 sheet with 10 or 12 plastic strips across it and you you just put the stamps in behind because because they're plastic see-through you can see the stamp it's not uh, it's it, it's yeah. it's it's not covered yeah. in any way and that gives you the fluidity uh, of, of changing around in an actual stamp album there are also um little stamp blocks in other words there are stamp hinges shall we say the size of the stamp with a little flip on the front of them mm-hmm. that you can put the stamp in it has a gummed back so you gum it into place on your stamp album page you can flip up the plastic cover put the stamp in and flip it back again so it's held there it's not damaging the stamp Stamp hinges should only be used on stamps that have been postally used, not never on mint stamps. Of course, very early stamp collections when 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 we come to see them, and people have asked to value this and value that. All of the early ones have mint stamps with stamp hinges marks on them because no. they were hinged and put into. Let's just be clear album. here: mint means unused. Basically. Mint means unused with all the gum on the back of the stamp. So when you're designating a mint stamp, you have to look at the back of it and see that there are no hinge marks on it, that there isn't a little piece of gum missing yeah. where it was yeah. held in place in an album by uh, a stamp hinge. Yeah. So even a stamp which has not been franked, for instance, or an envelope which comes into your house is not a mint stamp, it's just an unfranked Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's an unfranked stamp. Yeah. 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 And um, you mentioned earlier on the the, the, the countries with the lovely colourful stamps: um, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Poland. All those countries, they issued their um, colourful stamps in little packets and sets, and they were still gummed, even though they were cancelled. Yes. Now they were never on an al- uh, they were never on an envelope, mm. which just puts so into they, a were can- they were cancelled to order. Yeah, literally somewhere a machine cancelled cancelled them. They were properly cancelled with a with a post office cancellation, uh, but because they were never actually uh, stuck down onto an envelope and going th- and went through the post, they still had full gum on the reverse of them. Now another category uh, which has just come to my mind out of my my right. deepest held memories is first day covers. Tell yes. me about first day covers. First day covers. Um, it's 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 an area to concentrate on. Like concentrating a collector nowadays either concentrates on a, co- a country, concentrates on a type of stamp, or concentrates on an area of collecting. So. 
first day first day of issue stamps every every stamp that's printed the post office involved the post office authorities involved they announce on such and such a date we're going to issue this new set of commemorative stamps for the 1916 rising or for the president who died or whatever the event is and you get prior notice of it so you can actually um, in the early days you brought your own envelope along you went into the GPO in in Ireland you went into the GPO and you bought the set of stamps sucked them down and handed them in at a special desk and they put first day of issue law of arcade issues right and the date on each stamp nice carefully beautifully placed on it so that you could read it clearly on the envelope that progressed to a printed envelope an envelope with a theme on it for the stamp issue so 1916 it probably showed the gpo in destructive uh, in flames as it yes. happened or even in in its modern version and um they were only issued for one day in the year so it it made them pretty unique you could still get those stamps through the post with a wavy line or a black mark, but not a perfect round cancellation. Absolutely. And yeah. certainly not on the first day of issue. So it made them a little bit more valuable. It also, uh, you could buy a fairly decent album. And Easton's used to sell them, right? Mm-hmm. I think you have to buy them more or less on the internet nowadays, right? Uh, there are still suppliers and manufacturers in the continent of these um, first day cover albums. But you followed you followed up on that. It, it, it was a guaranteed way of getting a collection of your particular country. You, you you could contact the the post office involved and they put you on a mailing list and yeah. they and they would let you know when the next issue is coming out yeah. it didn't have to be ireland it could be monaco it could be finland it, it, it could be any country the country you were interested in collecting and they sent you the first day of issue automatically now you just brought up something that stirs another memory yeah. finland finland yeah. i always remember that finnish stamps had suomi yeah, Sumi. That's their native, their native That's language. That's what Finns call Finland. Yeah. Whereas we, like we're era. You see, era, you probably era, wouldn't know that unless you collected stamps. Well, that's true. Or and you're a regular visitor to Finland, of course. Yeah, and 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 that's to do with. Um, I I think the Sumi is actually a, a, a sort of a, a, the tribe of people who lived in Finland and the language that they spoke. In a similar vein, Swiss stamps have Helvetia on the front. Yeah. And they were a tribe as well, I think. The Helvetians, they were indeed, mm. yeah. yeah. And Switzerland had the, Helve- the, Confederation of Helve- the, the Confederation of Helvetian. So all the Helvetian states amalgamated to become Switzerland. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hungary had Magyar, Magyar. Posta yeah. on, on And they were the Magyars. The yeah. Magyars. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you you do you do you, you learn a little bit like that always, yeah. Oh, you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And cool. then you you might even learn what some um, CCCP stands for or stood for. Sorry, back in the day when there was a CCCP, that's the Russian. Russian script version of USSR. And if you really went deep into it, um, you could you you could start. Uh, okay, you could look up relative books in in the first few pages of the Stanley Gibbons catalogue. Um, they gave you the Arabic uh, scripts and 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 what the rough translation into English was. 
So you could make out some of the Arabic designations. Certainly the Arabic figures, you could learn what the, you know, whether it was a one cent, a two cent, a five cent, ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred, a hundred mil, you know. Um you could learn from from the catalogue and from the stamp what what, what you know what the thing was you wouldn't learn the language from it but you could you could, you could certainly um figure out uh, where the countries were and who they were from Absolutely. from from, from it Sandy Gibbons catalogs would still be available in most libraries i mean their world catalog i think is a series of six huge telephone directory size things you know but in the hobby section in any library they have uh, a set of some stamp catalog and it's usually it's usually Stanley Gibbons so so you can actually check there um so a public library is a good place in fact to to start the hobby section the hobby section look what they have on stamps yeah yeah it is indeed i mean uh, here here in ireland the, the natural thing for you to for, to do if you're living in Ireland or living in England is you collect the local stamps and uh, the first Irish stamps that were used were actually the English stamps which were in all the post offices were sent up to Dublin and they were and they were overprinted with uh, uh, well they were overprinted first with Realtus Shelleda and Herden, which was provisional government of Ireland and signs on it of course because some of the a lot of the especially in Dublin the original post boxes are in still in, uh, in abundance oh there are still well. original uh, original English post boxes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah without a doubt with without the, a doubt uh, the ER no the V the VR and the ER for Edward and Edward uh, and George yeah, yeah. Edward, yeah. George, and Victoria would yeah. be the ones. Yeah. There's still uh, some Victorian posts. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're still they're still in you. In fact, um, I think in 2016 they they painted some of them red just for uh, just for something different. Oh my God, I never noticed that. Yeah, they painted they they painted a few of the post boxes red, the original red color that they would have been. You know, if you don't collect a country, right, you can head for collecting a team. Birds on stamps. That would be my pick. Would it? Yes. It okay. Would. You're interested in ornithology. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a fantastic, there's a fantastic set of the um, uh, of birds on stamps that have been issued as a definitive rather than a commemorative issue over the last ten, fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, not only in in. Um, in 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 Poonts, but also from the Poont era into two thousand and two, yeah. two thousand and one, when when we went into the euro, and those stamps are in two versions now. They're in the old in the old money, right? In the old Poont money, and also in the new euro money. Of course, and if you extend your collection internationally, the world is your oyster catcher. Well, it is absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, Every every country in the world has issued uh, stamps uh, of 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 the birds, the fauna and, f- and the flora and fauna of their country. Butterflies on stamps, uh, birds on stamps. Uh, I mean, there's a whole little the the, the 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 there's a little thing that we have prepared anyway for thematic collecting with all the details of it. And it, it it's just it's simple to start, but you have to start somewhere. That's the whole point. Well, Michael, you have confirmed my determination to to begin, rebegin, um, to rebirth my uh, stamp collection. On that, okay, right, yeah, yeah, good.
An will phone poke a nuawet, an will knappi no fum nis orjawet. Nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone eintok a ta gwin, an cho, egg daro. An von klishte is deni, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina. Ta rod egen, gogachtina. Tanismo olis, egg, daro.com.